again because I already know we are really, really behind. All right. It's all right. Let's do cleanse motion. Ready? Yes. Pray for our Alice. Alice broke her arm. Please put Alice down. She's doing all right, but she's in a lot of pain. So please pray for our Alice. So, um, hi, Al. Introduce the girl next to you. This is Emma also. Mm -hmm. She's our counselor. Yep, yep. Emma, it's great to have you back in class again. So make sure you meet these. Amanda! Okay, I see Amanda right here. You get to see, uh, take a, a minute and say hi to Amanda. And um, welcome to class. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this beautiful June Sunday. And Lord, I thank you that we can come to you with these requests. Some of them are heavy, Father. And yet, Lord, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, you care. Lord, as we talk on this issue of trusting you with all of our heart, my, how this is so applicable. I pray, Father, that as we open your word, it would meet the need in every heart. Lord, we all have the, this issue of trust because of this broken life. God, you are faithful. Your mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. So God, I pray that you would speak to each heart this morning with all of the different needs and all the different joys. And Father, I pray that we would be more like you because we are choosing to put your truth in our head and our hearts and then act upon it. And we'll give you all the praise in thy name. Well, your summer plan, we spent two weeks on getting a summer plan for getting God's word into our head and our hearts. And um, I hope you're working your plan because June has literally sprouted wings and flown away, okay? So it's imperative that you don't wait, that you get your plan working for getting God's word into your head and your heart in the summertime. There is no other season that is more prone to backsliding than summer. And we, I'm not going to cover any of that. We're going to jump right in now to the next part of after getting this plan, the most important thing that I want to express this morning concerning trust in the, in the Lord is <coughs> getting God's word into my head and my heart is what teaches me about God. Without his word, Without his word, how would we know him? It is through his word that God tells me who he is. And this is why it's so important, girls, with having the word of God the way we do and, and the opportunities. I need to be in the word of God because I need to know who God is. I need to know who God is. Um, one of the, this important fact about knowing God, this is what... The Holy Spirit uses to teach me about knowing God. Why is it so important that I know Him? I'm not talking about salvation. I look at you, and and 99% of you, I see, uh, I, I know your personal testimonies that you know God in salvation. I'm not talking about that birthing experience of being into the family of God. I'm talking about knowing God. Why is that imperative? Because knowing. God is the bedrock of trusting God. Okay? 
Knowing God is the bedrock of trusting God. I talk to a lot of people who tell me they know God and they've experienced salvation, but they readily admit they have a hard time, ready, trusting God. Not trusting God for salvation, but trusting God in this life. Mm. I don't know about you, but that resonates with me. Do you get it when somebody tells you, I just have a hard time trusting? I do. Because guess what? I do. It's my battle also. I know God is my Heavenly Father. I have received God's grace and salvation. I've been adopted into the family of God. I know heaven is my home. I know all that. I know that heaven is my future, but I struggle not with forever, but I struggle with next Friday. I don't struggle with <clears throat> heaven, but I do struggle with hurt. I don't grapple with forever secure. I don't doubt my salvation. I'm forever secure, but I do grapple with fear. Here are so many faces. Here are some faces of fear. Worry, doubt, foreboding, dread, panic, unrest. It grows into irritation, and it always morphs into a deep-seated anger. And I deal with that. When we are dealing with trusting the Lord, I want you to understand this aspect. Trusting the Lord is not a matter of having more faith. No, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Now, we always put the emphasis on faith, and, and it, it gives us the idea that well, I need more faith to live in this day, in this problem, in this issue, with this person. I need, no, we don't need more faith. The Bible says very confidently that we always have enough faith. God's word says, if I have the faith the size of a mustard seed, I could say to this mountain, be thou removed, and it should be removed. Okay? We always have enough faith. The problem is, the problem is not the faith, the problem is the trust. Let me, let me give you this illustration. <clears throat> um, let's say I'm in Walmart. And a person comes up to me and says, oh, you look like a nice lady. Would you please give me $50? I, I, I promise you, I will pay you back. I promise you, if you give me your name and your address, I will be there next week because I have my, my paycheck and I will pay you back. Um, how would you respond? Well, the first thing you would say is, Kathy, don't give me your name and your address. <laughs> yeah, why? Why? Because we don't know this person. But on the other hand, let's say, let's say I run into Trina at Walmart and she says, Mom, Mom, I forgot my purse. And or, or or Mom, I ran out of money and this thing is on sale and I really need to pick it up. Can I borrow fifty dollars? And even before she gets out all the reasons why, I'm digging into my purse and I'm saying, Honey, I'm so glad you ran into me. I'm so glad that I'm here that I can meet this need. Now the two scenarios are the same. A person comes up and asks me for money. What makes the difference? The difference is, I know her. I know her. I don't know the other person. 
we have, we have a past. We have a history together. So, now draw this conclusion because it's vital in the fact of me understanding I don't need more faith. I need more trust. Um, we have a hard time trusting God because we really don't know him. Jim Berg in his book, the book I recommended to you, um, Created for His Glory, he says, trusting God is a point in which we cannot make any decisions without believing somebody. The test of our spiritual life is whom are we believing with our faith? It's not a matter of my faith. It's a matter of whom. It's a matter of my trust. Whom am I believing with my faith? God or my own heart? My own heart. Well, let me tell you about what we know about our heart. First of all, to that very truthful statement, I reply, ouch. Ouch. What's the solution? Look at your cookie. Look at your pathetic cookie. Never. <laughs> this is the ugliest cookie I have ever made. Okay? This is the ugliest cookie. That's going to taste good, and it's going to remind you of this truth. All right? Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened here. The frosting would not set up. I had it in the dehydrator. They set out overnight, just like I always do. I go to decorate. I go to stamp on the whole issue of, it says, follow his plan. Follow his plan. The whole issue is trusting God for his plan, okay? So he's very excited. I had the whole plan in my head how it was going to be. Oh, it's going to be so pretty. Oh, it's going to be so pretty. But it didn't happen. And I thought, what a picture of life. Our expectations. Oh, it's going to be so pretty. No, it's not. We don't live very long at all before we find out life is pretty ugly. Not only that, I don't care how softly I pressed my stencil on this cookie, it cracked the frosting. And I said, well, that's very true, too. Life is a matter of just being cracked, isn't it? But the message is so the same. Whether it's a pretty cookie or a cracked cookie, the message is this. Follow God's plan. God has a plan for my pretty, but oh, praise God, he's got a plan for my crack. Who did I take? I think it was okay. <laughs> so, so in this issue of trusting God, it's not a matter of us needing more faith. I just need no more. No, we have plenty of faith. The question, the issue is, in whom do I put, whom do I choose with my faith? The answer shows who I am trusting. Am I trusting in my reasoning, my problem solving, and my fixing it? Or am I truly trusting in God's plan? Wow. This plays into everything that you dealt with last week. This plays into all of these prayer requests right here. Lori, this plays in to what the doctor is going to say concerning our bill that we have prayed for for years. How you live with it is determined by whom you choose. Now, I need to know, <clears throat> I need to know him better for this Friday. I need to know him better for my hurt. I need to know him better for the fear. Jesus, I need to know you better. And Jesus responds in John 14, 26. Ready? 
Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, when the Father will send in my name, he shall, what class? Teach you. Mm -hmm. Teach you. He's going to teach you how to know me. He's going to teach you who I am. He's going to teach you my plan. And it's all written down in this word. Why are we not in this word learning, studying, finding out who our God is? We desperately need to know him because we desperately need to trust him. He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Oh, that should click on something in our memory. Uh-huh, you're with me, Vivian. This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies. We are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new. His mercies are new every morning. What? Great is thy faithfulness. Great. I say that to myself every day. I say that throughout my day. I especially say that when stuff breaks. From my heart to my patience. You want to know me more? You'll find out who I am in my word. So, I jot down this reference. Isaiah 44, 24. This is whom the Lord is. Ready? I have to first out find out who he is. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb. I used to have this all memorized too. Thus saith the Lord. Who is he? My Redeemer. He that formed thee from the womb. He knew our parts before they were even made. He numbered them. He knew exactly how they would be. Lily, he knew these issues about your leg. He has formed you. He has a plan for this. He knows Clint's issues about his Down syndrome. He formed him on purpose for his purpose. He has a plan. But you've got to know this truth. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. Chapter 45, verse 6. That they may know who? You. Turn to the lady next to you and say, you, you. That you're the they. That you may know. Ready? I love this. That you may know from the rising of the sun. That means from the... The minute you open up your eyes, <laughs> at least yesterday morning when you opened up your eyes, it's going to be 90 degrees and, and you and Sarah have an open house. God knows. God knows. And it was beautiful, wasn't it? It was beautiful. That God knows from the opening of my eyes to, to, the, to the setting, to the moment we close them, Cindy, God knows. God's in control. God has a plan. Now listen, that they may know. And this is so beautiful. But then you know what? Me. Me. God says that you might know me from the rising of the sun, Louise, to the setting of the sun. <laughs> there is none else beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. He is pleading, get in my word and see me. Know who I am. When I get into God's word, he opens up my eyes to all of the issues and all of the brokenness. He allows me to see that which I would not naturally see. Um, what I naturally see, the, um, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 talks about the God of this world and how he blinds the mind and obscures the glorious light of the gospel. Satan, the prince and power of this world, the father of lies, 
And then, if that's not bad enough, here in my heart, it's deceitful and desperately wicked. My very own heart is going to speak the lies. And so I, I need this to reveal the truth. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Thy word have I hid in my heart, why? That I might not sin against thee. It is only, the, this is the washcloth the Holy Spirit uses to scrub our hearts clean so that we can receive the truth and it will root down and take effect. Because we naturally are judgmental. We are naturally selfish. We are naturally self-absorbed. We naturally complain. We naturally grave. Apart from the working of God's spirit that is teaching me the truth of God's plan. God has a plan for my mouth, for my mind, and for my heart. Because this heart is naturally going to go the wrong way. A woman was maneuvering through the single file portal of the entry to her gate. She paused to pick up a snack, chocolate covered cookies, and a hot cup of coffee. She looked for a speaker where she could monitor the boarding call and found a seat with a small table between herself and another passenger, a man who was fully engrossed in the USA Today sports section. While unloading her coffee carry-on bags purse from her arm, she paused to retrieve her latest edition of her magazine, settle in to enjoy the coffee and cookies before the call to board. Well, what happened next was beyond belief. She unwrapped the package of cookies, took the first of her newfound indulgences, and began reading her magazine. The man with a newspaper next to her simply reached over, pulled the cookies to his side of the table, proceeded to eat a cookie without any apparent consideration for the woman. Her frustration and discomfort with the situation began to escalate. She tried to focus on her magazine and ignore what happened, but then, as she reached for another cookie, within a moment, he too reached to take another. She felt the heat of anger rising inside. Then it happened. She reached for the last cookie, and before her hand got to it, his hand was on it. She glared at him with indignation. He calmly broke the cookie in half, offered her the other half, shrugged his shoulders, gathered his things, and responded to the call to, the, to board. Well, the woman spent the next hour and a half seething at the nerve, the gall, the arrogance of a man who would act in such a self-indulging manner. She began to imagine a conversation, but then she said, no, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to write him a nasty letter. She... She reached into her bag for a pen and paper, and then to her surprise, discovered her unopened sleeve of chocolate cookies. The cookies on the table actually belonged to the man on the newspaper. Yes, but that's where our heart goes all the time, girls. We are so quick. We are so quick to condemn. We are so quick to judge. Now... This whole issue of my heart needing the truth, going back to 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the God of this world blinds the mind, not just of those who don't believe, but girls, he blinds our mind. God's children. He blinds us with his lies. He scandalizes God. When things don't turn out like we expected, mm, what are my thoughts? When wrong wins over right, do you know they just passed a law? Now it's got one more little hill to climb, but they say it's going to, I still don't care about it. It's going to pass. Do you know in Michigan, I think it's cold, it means it was the 
morning. <laughs> um, they have passed a law, or it will be against the law to hurt someone's feelings. You will, you will be, listen, you will be jailed. I will be jailed. I will have to do community service. Yes, yes. This is, this is through our governor, Gretchen. How are they going to figure it out? That's just it. It is so relative. Well, guess who's going to be making that decision? All right? The God of this world. Now, the anger, as I'm reading this, it's, the anger, is, it just hits, it hits a new level. God, how can this be? And you know what God's truth says? This is what God's truth says, girls. And this is where we so don't get it. And we grab the wrong stack of cookies. God's truth says pray for him. Pray for your nation. Pray for your nation. Do you know whose fault it is that they're passing laws like that? If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear and I will answer their prayer. So immediately I put my phone down and I pray for America. And I pray for Governor Whitmore. And I pray for Lansing. And I pray for Tim Shumaker who goes there and fights for our causes. And I pray for our legislation that is being passed that is so crushing. And then I thanked God for what he's going to do. No, I can't get off on this. Let's get back to this. <laughs> when unfair things happen, Satan whispers, <clears throat> oh, when, when fear is smothered under layers of what's unfair, when wrong wins, Satan is there to whisper his lie. Mm -hmm. See? God doesn't care. Why is God letting and that's why I need God's word as my weapon. Ephesians 6 says, I've got something for you to put on every day, Kathy, so that you can stand against the lies and that you can stand in victory. And you know what the first piece of weaponry he gives us, Tara, to put on? I love this. The very first thing he lists, and Kathy, put this on. He says, gird yourself with what? The truth. It's the first piece of armor. What did... Our Jesus used when he fought Satan and temptation. What did he use? Truth. He spoke the truth out loud, which takes me to the next point. It is a trust decision. I'm supposed to wrap myself in the truth, so obviously I have to know the truth. I have to have been in God's word. It's a trust decision. Do I really trust God's truth in this situation that has touched me? Do I choose him over choosing me? God says, child, I've been waiting for you to come to this conclusion. It's not that you need more faith. You need to know me so you can trust me. It is Philippians 3.10 that I may know him, making it a part of my, God, I need to know you today. And that will be proven in all these varied situations and circumstances that I will find myself in today by who I choose to trust. That I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, knowing who he is. Here's a one, two, three for knowing who he is. Number one, memorize scripture that describes God. 
memorize scripture that, des that describes your God. You could take his names, Elohim, Shalom, memorize scripture that describes your God. You put that on in the morning before you put anything else on. God, this is, according to your word, this is who you are. And you're my father, and we get to walk together. This is who you are. So number one, in knowing God, memorize scripture that describes God. The verses I just gave you. I am he that stretcheth forth the heavens, and there is none else. I am he that formed you in the womb, and there is none else. So memorize scripture that describes God. Number two, memorize scripture that describes what he does. Getting God's power-packed truth statements that we've talked about in Sunday school. Do battle. I do battle with my Fridays, which represent my what-ifs, with power-packed statements. God knows. God knows. Do you know? I shortened it. Do you know who first, I don't know, I shouldn't say first, but the, the text in which I formed this power statement for my life. Do you know who said God knows? Ready? Job, we've not experienced anything. Like, and, and Job, laying in the ground in the dust, states this powerful, truth-filled statement to fight his feelings and to fight his friends <laughs> and to fight the lies. And he says, God knows. God knoweth the way that I take. And you know how it ends? And I shall come forth. Get power-packed statements and say them out loud in the course of your day and fight the lies with the truth. For instance, um, Mark 7, 37. He hath done all things well. 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 There are days I say that continually. Because nothing is going right. Fight the circumstances. Fight the brokenness in this life with the truth of the word of God. Oh, that reminds me here. Here I have a book for you. For this I have Jesus. My sweet sister wrote this as they journeyed through a cancer situation, stage three cancer of the throat. Um, if you would like a copy of this, um, they are $20. Just put your name down here. I'll get you a copy of that. For this I have Jesus. Um, memorize scripture that describes what he does. Power, pack, true statements. Um, God knoweth the way that I take. Then three, put the truth into practice. Put that truth into practice. Don't just be a hearer of the word like James says. Be a doer of the word. Tell the lady next to you, be a doer. Be a doer. This is the proof. This is the proof of who you're choosing, girls. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Follow my plan. Now, in closing, I'm going to rush through this very true life experience that gives an example of getting God's plan and being a doer of it. Are you angry with what's unfair? God's truth tells me what to do with my anger. Our children have to know what to do with their anger. Yeah. They have to know what to do with it. When they lose in a game, do, do they know how to lose? Do they know what to do with that anger? They need to be taught. God has a way for me to lose. 
I know the way how to win. <laughs> I don't need any help with that. I desperately need help in knowing how to lose. Um, but we're getting angry with everything that's unfair. God tells me what to do with my anger. Let me tell you a true story that a man recently told me. This gentleman owned rentals. This is like 25 years ago he said this happened. And uh, this particular renter would not pay. The man gave him ample time. He extended uh, literally for months, forgave the, the, um, the rent. He was kind. He was professional. But it came to the point he was going to have to evict the renter. And even with all the grace, he could not get back rent. He could not get rid of the renter so he could rent it to somebody else. He had to go to court. And there in court, he faced slander, lies, accusations. And he said to me, we're sitting on a table, he said, Mrs. Jackson, I'm always uncomfortable when people call me Mrs. It makes me feel old. <laughs> but then I go back to the truth. I'm eternal. So filling in the He said it was eating me alive. And of course I'd been praying about it. And of course I was upset and angry. And I told God I was sick of this mess. And then God told me what to do. You are going to lose. But you're gonna have to come back next week if the Lord tells you. It is really late. But let me tell you this. <laughs> it's not that Let me tell you this. Your sweet children and grandchildren went to camp last week and heard a week's worth of truth morning, noon, and night. And they made decisions that are that 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 fight the lies of their little hearts and minds. And, a, and what they get told in school and what they get told by their friends and what they get told by the, their own little hearts. And they were set free for a little bit of time. It is so beautiful to live free because of the truth. Do you know, do you know who makes you angry? Nobody but yourself. And God says, Kathy, be angry and sin not. Anger is not a sin. Living in it is. Fearing is not a sin. Living in it is. And God says, I've got the way, I've got a plan. I'm going to tell you what to do with your anger. I'm going to tell you what to do with your fear. It's all based in rooting in and knowing that I am a great God that loves you. And I have a plan for you. Turns empty. We're going to pick up right here next week. Girls, we're just ready to get into the really good stuff. I had to give you the foundation. Get your plan for next <coughs> I gave you the one, two, three on that. Memorize. Memorize who God is. Memorize what He does. Power pack statement. And then be determined.
determined in prayer, God, I'm going to put this into action, into this next thing. What, what your plan is, I'm going to tell you the different scenarios of God's plans, and you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And you're going to say, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> because we're not God. And God said, you'll never think of it, Kathy, because you have a deceitful heart, and you have a mind that instantly assumes that those cookies are yours, and you get mad at everybody else. Okay? Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your mercy. Thank you that it's new every morning. I need it every day. And God, the most important part of living with your mercy is the sweet privilege of then extending it. Oh God, how our world needs to see the light of the glorious gospel. We are that light. We live by such falsehoods, the lies. And we get determined and passionate about the fact I want to know you better. Because my trust needs to be seen in the choices I make.